For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Bishop Eddie Addy from the Macarius Church headquarters. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Give attention to my words. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for the wonderful privilege we have to be here with your people, acknowledging you. Oh, yes. Receiving from you in song, in word. Oh, Father. Just everybody lift your voice, lift your hand, and ask God to speak to you today. I'm sure He's speaking to us already. He's been speaking, He's been talking. Bible says that let him that hath ears hear because sometimes God is speaking but you cannot hear God can be in a place and you are not aware of his presence Jacob said the Lord was in this place and I knew not God can be somewhere but your mind is on other things so you don't recognize that he is there Oh Father, when you are speaking, may I recognize that you are speaking. When you are there, may I feel, may I touch, may I experience. Show me kindness, Lord. Today we pray, Lord, for every one of us, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know the hope of your calling. And what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of your power that is at work in us? This resurrection power which you demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead and set him at your own right hand. Feel free, Lord. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Unveil your word, Lord. Transform us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Before I preach, um, there's a message from our convener, Bishop Samuel Beidu, all the way from Takoradi, encouraging us to attend the Good Friday service. So I want us to just receive that message from him, and then I'll come back to you um, right away. Hello, everyone. Easter is here with us again and I'm excited to come your way with this news and it is all about the Good Friday Miracle Service with none other person than the evangelist Dark Heward Mills. Yes, it is a Good Friday Miracle Service with evangelist Dark Heward Mills. It is happening at the Independence Square and the time is 3 p.m. sharp come the 7th of April and I want to use this opportunity to call on all members of the Macarius Church and all your loved ones and all your friends to be there at the Independence Square. We are converging with all our friends, all our loved ones, all our family members and we believe that our lives will never be the same again. I believe there's going to be salvation, there's going to be amazing testimonies 
like never before. I, I honestly believe that this year's miracle service is going to be exceptionally different. We are going to receive amazing testimonies like we have never experienced before. And I don't want you to miss this special service and this special event that will be taking place on the 7th of April at 3 p.m. sharp at the Independence Square. It is a Good Friday miracle service and all of us are gathering at the Independence Square. Every member of the Macarius Church is coming with your family members, with your friends, with your loved ones. And I believe that our lives will never be the same again. God bless you and we'll see you at the Independence Square and your life will never be the same again. Are you clapping for the Lord? Clap, 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 clap. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I will be at the Independence Square. And I will be there with my friends, with my loved ones, with my colleagues, with my neighbors, with my um, schoolmates. Beautiful. Clap for Jesus one more time. Now today we have a, a group you know, visiting with us, students from University of Ghana, Department of Social Work, who are here for Thanksgiving service as part of a week-long celebration of World Social Work Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if they are here, why don't you stand up and um, let's acknowledge you. And their professor, professor is here, Dr. Vida, Mamli Heavy. She's here, she's a member of the church, and she put them in a bus and brought them here. Yes, it's a kind of bus center. What a blessing. And I, I think you have exams, right? End of semester exams. Father, bless them. Give them ace, A stars. Make them first and not the last. Let them be blessed in these exams. May they never fail in the name of Jesus. Grant them victory. The kind of victory that is jaw-dropping and mouth-watering in the name of Jesus. I pray that the heavens will open upon them. Deliver them even from from difficult questions that they have not learnt, guide them to every topic that is necessary for these exams and bless them that at the end of the day they will be able to say to God be the glory great things he has done in Jesus name Amen God bless you clap for them you are welcome to our service and uh, we believe you are enjoying it already and um those of you who are beloveds, God is redirecting your heart to God first. Before you text your beloved, you haven't even brushed your teeth. You have not prayed. And then you are, you are on it. Mercy. Alright. So, today is Palm Sunday. Yes. And Palm Sunday is reminding us of our solid foundation as Christians and as a church that there was once a time when a lot of children you know waving palm branches and 
women waving their cloth and spreading it on the ground for Jesus to enter triumphantly into Jerusalem the week of his passion the week before he was betrayed and crucified crucified but it was for our blessing and I believe that God um, is reminding us of this foundation so that you and I will continue to be on fire for God in fact the Bible says that when the children were praising Jesus and shouting Hosanna Hosanna um, to the one that comes in the name of the Lord some of the elders these Sahindrin and Ubuntias in their land were telling they said to Jesus that he should make them keep quiet and that they are disturbing and all this is not necessary and Jesus said that if these should hold their peace the stones would immediately cry out if these should hold their peace so it means that Jesus can bypass us and use even stones to praise him but like Ron Canoli said I ain't gonna let any stone out praise me I ain't gonna let any stone uh, praise God in my place I don't know about you are you going to let a stone praise God in your place hallelujah so let us be mindful of these wonderful and amazing truths all time truths that can never be wiped away even though you are not a little child and you are not holding palm branches on, uh, on palm Sunday you can see that at least I have decorated the church for you so that at least you can have some type of when we were younger we used to hold palm branches and, and go around the streets to tell people that Jesus is uh, is is Moniba Yehovahbami, aha, yes, Hosanna, Hosiana, Hosiana, Yemwensho. Is that not how they sing the song? Aha. <laughs> but now you think that you are old. You are not the type of people who go round. Even when you come to church, you see some people they make themselves stiff. As the songs were going, it's like they, they don't relate to these type of songs. But I'll play them for you. Kai. I'll play them. Cry. Christian marriages are stale. Drying up. Many Christians who are married want to run away from their marriage. That's why I want you to revive because God, the Bible says that God hates divorce. But today it's so easy for Christians To say I want out Then you see small small boys and girls Who are falling in love They love this one then they leave her Love this one then they leave her Love this one they leave her They eat her food eat, Drink her drink And drink all her drinks And then they abandon her And go for another And break hearts And continue breaking hearts And they don't care and they are Christians they sing in the choir and sometimes they have beloved those three people in the choir and made them leave the choir because of their behavior but the, the girls don't want to stay in the choir with girls that they know that were also dating the same man that they were dating yes they don't want to be with their exes in the same choir you see that's why it's very important as a church for us to uphold the beautiful 
tenets of Christian marriage. Yes. Small no, you want to divorce. Small no, you want. Small no, you are angry. Small no, you don't talk. You don't talk anymore. You don't hug anymore. You don't touch anymore. You don't kiss anymore. You don't love anymore. When was the last time you told your husband, "I love you"? I I one four three. I love you one four three. Evelyn, I'm talking to you. You think I'm afraid of you? I'm talking to you. If if you were to say I love you, some of you were, some of you wives, if you were to say I love you, it would be as though a lion has appeared and is roaring at at school junction. A lion has appeared at school junction. Yes. Uh, when the Turkey earthquake came, they rushed to go and tell their spouses that I love you. Some people didn't rush. I wish he had gone to Turkey at that, that week so that he would, he would not come back. Yeah. You see? And that's why I'm saying that. Don't have that and don't live your life. All your children are growing up. They don't have a good understanding of Christian marriage because of you. You don't know how to say I love you. You don't know how to say I'm sorry. You don't know how to say please. You don't know how to be soft, be kind and be nice. Especially the wives. And more especially the brothers. The brothers, when they have lived for some time and have, they, they feel that they, 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 they have got what they want. They want something else. So you see, they are nicer to other ladies. You see their tenderness because you see as it is said. Meanwhile, you call your wife witch, bitch, stupid girl. That's what you say. Allow me to use five minutes to, to rearrange you in the service so I can continue preaching. I'll be sitting in my office, then you come and say you don't want to go away. I'll be sitting in my office and say, I don't like her again. I don't I, I want to go. I, I don't know what to do with her again. I'll be sitting in my office. You are praying that your spouse will die. I've, I've heard it before. A brother said the prayer warriors are praying. They are praying for him. They are praying that this year something will happen. It's like this girl will die this year. So that he can be free. As a Christian, he doesn't want to divorce. And the only way to escape is for her to die. So that he can move on. And he has already seen somebody he's seen. Yes. And I'm warning you. And if you are a young man and you are in in a relationship, I'm warning you. I'm warning you by by the word of the Lord. The finger of God, as I point my finger in the air, is pointed at you with a strict warning that you better change your ways before the judgment of God scrambles your life. Breaking heart by heart. If you are not sure, don't go. And you won't pray too. When you see a girl that you like to have sex with, you say you are in love. When you have sex with her several times, you say the love is finished. I'm sorry, it's not because we came eh, from social work department. 
because I'm preaching. That's how I preach. It's not because I've seen you. Yes. So don't don't, don't be stiff. Eh? Relax and smile. Nobody will even know that the preaching is breaking you. Yes. I'm doing social work in the church. I'm sure social work deals with street children. Yes. And street children, they come from boys who have slept with girls and are not responsible to look after. after. They come from broken homes. Yes. I'm sure it's in your curriculum. Yes. So I don't know social, I don't understand. When I was in the university, that that, that, uh, department was not there. I was also in the University of Ghana, but I was in st- Mass and Stars Department. Yes. So, I'm telling you that you'll be doing social work and you are making the social work work difficult. Who is social work? Now, would it be calm? So, please, it's not because you are here. That's how I normally preach. Please. You can ask your professor. Uh, that's how it is. It's not that you are here. That's why uh, Papa, he got you saw us. He's, he's blasting us. I'm not blasting you. I'm just speaking the word. Yes. But social work has come because social work deals with a lot with broken homes, street children, and so on, delinquent children, and so on. And and many times it's from brothers, Christian brothers, breaking hearts, impregnating sisters, and saying, "I'm not the one." I like what one of my pastors, his father, used to tell his sons. They go impregnate. When the girl comes with the mother, they say, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I say, ah. Then the father will ask that, did you go there? He said, yes, I went. How many times? I only once. Then he, the father will go to the kitchen and bring a teaspoon. That go and, uh, Saudi Ephraim like, go and scoop yours out. Yes, scoop yours out. Yes. And once you can't scoop yours out, you can't say that I'm not the one. You see. Anyway, so, brothers and sisters, let us be mindful of the great and sanctified institution of marriage and hallow it and let it work. Mama, make it work. Humble yourself. Is that not the admonition of the song that the key of humility? Yes, to, to be humble and to flow. Yes, to be humble and to flow. Do you understand? Archbishop's wife, please. Do you understand? Please. So that when they are playing such a song, Archbishop can be smiling. Because you'll be looking at the words like this. And his face is very straight. And he's typing on his iPad. And I know he's like he likes music. But I don't know why he's a one Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> Please, with all due respect, we will not go there. We, we are not qualified to be handling our archbishop that way. Evelyn, do you understand the message? Well, your face was very stiff. You were on your phone. It's like, hey. <laughs> when, they were, when we were playing, you were lifting your hand, you were waving your hand, you were standing up and say, yes, we, ma'am. It's like, Jesus, yeah, he died for you. But as for my husband... <laughs> Oh, worry, 
Nanswe kobane se Odofu nentumia Ube huedia Ube suedia wire huo Yes Ba yesu die Oworeba Otutu mrika koshiano Osiyane muhuyo Weini odopa So when he's singing about Jesus That onuni odopano Namikunu done die Oh, it's not that time. But I, I am trusting God through the prayers I've prayed today that God will revive love in marriages and direct young and young men and women to do the right thing. Yes. Try and be, behave as a Christian. Yes, try. Try your best. May God give you grace for that. For just 15 minutes, I'm going to preach on uh, going deeper <laughs> I'm preaching on going deeper and doing more by going deeper into mighty foundations we are going to go deeper into mighty foundations are you with me yeah Luke 6 verse 47 Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them I will show you to whom he is like He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock and when the flood arose the stream beat vehemently upon the house upon that house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock but he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great so the bible says if you hear his word and do it or do them he will liken you to somebody who built his house he says he he dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock you got to go deeper into god if you are going to do more there are many buildings that in the world typify this particular truth. You see, a normal house, when you are going to build a normal house, I'm sure you dig maybe, if it's one story, maybe one foot, two feet, you just lay your foundation and you are okay. But if your building is going to be a very big, a high tower, if you've ever been to a place where they are building skyscrapers, like maybe even 10 floors, 11 floors, and, and, and Ghana, I think the highest is how many floors? 11. I know that VRE was 11 floors. But I don't know. Is that eh? Villaggio is 22. Okay, it's the tallest building in Ghana, 22 or 23, something like that. Who knows Villaggio? When they are building these tall buildings, they dig very, very, very deep to lay the foundation. Otherwise, the building you are building will just, after some time, you see that it just falls down because it needs 
to go deep to be strengthened and be held down so that he can hold what is up let me even give you a scripture beautiful scripture in the bible yes are you there still or you've gone home let me do a little bible study with you this morning um, in Isaiah 37 and verse 31 he says and the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward take root downward your roots must go deep into God if you are going to bear much fruit upward and many times the reason why many people don't do much for God is because your roots are not deep enough you have not gone deep into God so you are not doing much for him yes but I'm praying for you eh? since I turned 60 I'm always praying for people that they will align themselves with God because at the end of life you will see that the most important thing you did with your life was that you served God that you served God that you did something for God and you didn't just do just a little but you did much much more for him I will show you a foundation for a three story building is about 1.5 meters the foundation of the Empire State Building in, in New York I've seen it before myself is 16.7 meters deep you don't understand 16 point something meters it's not so high but it's 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 it's, it's, it's deep the 61 story sales force tower in san francisco is 94.5 meters long i mean the whole building my whole church the building is 90 meters from outside to outside is 90 meters the width of where I'm, I'm i'm walking this width is 45 meters from the back of the wall to the pillars you are seeing there is 50 meters i, I know because i was the project manager do you see so you see that the higher a building is going, the deeper they are going. I'll give you another. The Burj Khalifa, if you have been to Dubai before, you'll be there, you'll be there, you'll be there. You'll be there. Say, I'll be there. You'll be going to Dubai. I was there in January. I went, after my birthday, I went to Blue Tie in Dubai. And I went, I went there. The Burj Khalifa, hmm? Is 50 meters the foundation? It's, 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 it's 50 meters, like from here. They dug went down before they went up. And I think it's about how many floors? Huh? It's, the, it's the, about the tallest building in Dubai, right? In the world. Okay. And you will be there next time. Next time you'll be there. Yes. Shanghai Tower in China. The foundation is 632 meters high. Hey, sorry, 31.4 meters deep. Yes. 
is what? The best Khalifa is 163 floors. Yeah, I think that's it. That's a tall building. Yeah. Tallest building. Very tall. The Petronas Twin Towers of Malaysia, in Malaysia, the foundation is 114 meters deep. And each tower is 451 meters high. 100 meters, like if you are doing 100 meters, those who, you multiply it by four and then a half. That's the height going up. And they have to go that deep before they can go up high. And God is also telling you that to go high in God and do great things for God, your foundations must go very deep. Yes. Very deep. The other day I was reading Exodus 32. Exodus 32. This is when Moses went to go and meet God. And the Bible says that he was there for 40 days and 40 nights. Somebody who is going to wait on God. He's not there for two hours. He's not there for three hours. He's not going before God for seven hours. He is there for 40 days and 40 nights. Because what he's bringing from the presence of God is <laughs> not just some two verses or three verses or one topic or three topics. It's something that is to guide an entire nation, an entire generation of believers for centuries till Christ comes. He was there for 40 days and 40 nights. In verse, verse 1, he says, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, that the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Make us up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. We what not. What has become of him? So they saw their deliverance from Egypt as Moses' work. And so when Moses delayed in coming, they said to themselves that we don't know what has happened to this Moses. Let us make gods, let us make for us gods who we can follow and we can see. Because you can follow Moses, but because your own foundation in God is not deep. You don't know that it is God who has delivered you. You only assume that it's the man who was leading you who was who was who was who has delivered you. But it was the Lord who delivered them. But they didn't know the Lord who delivered them. Moses knew God. Moses knew the Lord. Moses could be with God. Moses could hear the voice of God. But the people themselves, they didn't know God for themselves. They were not deep in God. So when Moses was not there, it meant that God was not there. And there are many Christians like that. When your pastor is not around, you just misbehave. When your shepherd cannot see you, you just do what you like. Because your root in God is not deep. And when you read on, what did Aaron tell them? The Bible says that, And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in your ears, the ears of your wives, of your sons, of your daughters, and bring them unto me. 
And what did he do? And all the people break off their earrings and their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them unto into the at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. That means that he melted the whole thing and then he used. A, a, a tool to design a golden calf and he said and they said these be thy gods O Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt you have to learn to let your roots go deep in God yourself and if your roots don't go deep there isn't much you can do for God there isn't much you can accomplish for him. If you don't get close to God and know him for yourself, you are going to suffer the fate of these Israel- Israelis who turn their back on a God who delivered them from the land of bondage. And they took off their earrings and started worshipping their earrings that had become a golden calf. How sad how very sad and they are christians today they don't they don't go they are not deep in god and that is why i believe that god is instructing us to go deep on palm sunday we remember that jesus walked into jerusalem to go and party there to go and have a feast there even though he had the last supper there it was not the purpose the purpose was not for the last supper the purpose was to go and die for humanity and and we have not gone deep into what jesus did for us that is why many much of the church has gone astray from what jesus really came to do for us in psalm 11 and verse 3 this is what the bible says that if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do what are these foundations we must go deep into number one we must go into the foundation of the word of god as our source for what we do and what we preach the mighty foundation of the word of God as fundamental to all we do and teach John 1 declares that in the beginning in the beginning in the foundations was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the light became the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it in the beginning was the word the foundation of Christianity is the word of God Hebrews 11.3 says for by faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God the word of God is the foundation for your life believe it obey it practice it live it study it preach it this is how our lives must be many Christians don't read their Bibles 
on a daily basis the word is not so it doesn't hold you like that even when they are angry they say let's put the bible aside you the one we are talking everything is the bible says the bible says the bible says let's put the bible aside and let's reason let's talk Let's, let's look at the issues. Why are you bringing the Bible in? Why, why you, you want to control us with the Bible? The Bible was written by some human beings. But it is the foundation of all we do and all we say. How you talk, how you behave must be guided by the word of God. Must be guided by the word of God. Must be guided by the word of God. Wives must read the Bible. Husbands must read the Bible. Yes. <laughs> you are quietly looking at me. This book is the foundation of our lives. In the beginning, in the beginning, in the beginning was the word. In the beginning, at the foundation of it, the beginning. If the whole world, the beginning was the word, then what about your life? The beginning of all you do and say, all your marriage, the beginning of your marriage, the beginning of your business, the beginning of relationships must be founded on the word of God. Without the word was not anything made that was made. Without the word, nothing can be made that was made. This is the foundation. Without that foundation, marriages cannot work. Businesses fail. Relationships fail. You cannot do anything about it because the righteous... The believer, he cannot do anything <laughs> when the foundation is destroyed. Now you see you are quarreling in your home. There's no scripture that anybody is basing the quarrel on. Which quarrel is empowering you? Uh, which verse is empowering you to quarrel? And which verse is, is empowering you to continue in that angry outburst? And which verse eh, is empowering you to hold on to something that you should let go but you will never let go? And is there any verse that is empowering you to let it drop or let it go or to leave it or to forget it or to forgive or to not continue the quarrel? Is there a verse that is empowering? Is there a foundation, the verse that you are standing on? What are you standing on? That's the foundation. Without this foundation, everything gets destroyed. I don't, have, I don't know what hope I have for your marriage without a word. One day I was counseling a couple for more than, I, I, I don't know, I started at, I don't know, around 8 or 9, I can't remember, it was in the evening when they came. And the counseling was on, uh, hey, it was in New York. I tell you, wow, the husband brought, he, I don't know what he, whether he was working for FBI or uh, Secret Service or something, he brought phone recordings with his wife's voice. Hey, the counseling I was on uh, almost 5 a.m. Nothing happened. I, I, I couldn't get make any headway. I think they are divorced. They divorced later. Because once you are not prepared to stake your life on the word of God, you see that the confusion begins. 
The Bible says that husbands love your wives. <laughs> As Christ loved the church. Then you love your wife, you love seven others. You are not alone in the marriage. There are more than seven others in the marriage. Hmm? Are they your football fans or supporting wives? The Lord is speaking to you. You have to listen to what the Lord is saying. The foundation is the word. To, to read it, to study it, to believe it. In Joshua 1.8, Joshua was going to war. Moses was the leader. He had died. Joshua had taken over. And God appeared to Joshua and gave him guidance to how he must progress with the people. Well, he was afraid. Moses was so, it was larger than life. His presence was so overwhelming. I don't think they could notice even Joshua. Moses was so wild that when he died it took the angel Michael to contend with the devil for the body of Moses to take it away and make it disappear because the people could have deified Moses and worship maybe built a shrine over his body because he was such a prophet that was not common so when Jesus came the prophetic word was that Moses gave a prophetic word about Jesus' coming that the, a, a prophet like unto me shall the Lord your God give him you shall hear in order he shall speak to you so Moses was wild so when he died God came to Joshua and said you are going to go over the Jordan you will cross the promised land I promised Moses, uh, Abraham and that came down to Jacob and all your fathers you are going to go to that promise and you will take the people there you are the one who occupied that land and then Joshua was afraid so God, God assured him and he said don't, don't be afraid, be very courageous verse 7 I'm sure verse 7 he said, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left hand that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse, verse 8, he says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and observe to do all that is written therein for then thou shalt have good success and then thou shalt prosper in all your way or you prosper and have good success the man is going to war he is going to fight Amalekites Hivites, Hittites Jebusites uh, Perizzites and so on and the, the strategy God is giving him is the book of the law it is the foundation for your prosperity is the foundation for your success today that same word is the foundation for your prosperity and for the foundation for your success and when you set it aside as something you don't read something you don't respect something you don't obey something that you just push aside Huh. You are pushing aside your prosperity. You are pushing aside your success. You are pushing aside your longevity. You are pushing aside what can be a blessing for you. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us be strong and, uh, and strengthen the foundations 
of the word of God. Don't allow people to say, let's put the Bible aside. Don't allow yourself to say, look, this one is not about the Bible here. Yeah? Eh? At what point in our discussion does the Bible not come in? The Bible is good for everything. All scripture is profitable for all things. It's profitable. It's good for doctrine. It's good for reproof. It's good for correction. It's good for instruction. For the man of God. He says it furnishes and arms the man of God truly. He's furnished unto every good work. Every good work on earth. Including your marriage, your business, your school, your education, your education, your education. You may think that God has nothing to do with your education. It be you where it be me where they learn. It be me where they do my hard work. You go feel burn the midnight oil, but I tell you, a lecturer may be entering your mark, which was eighty-two, and maybe some sleep be has fallen on his eyes, and it becomes twenty-eight. Jack, 28 and 82 difference near big. <laughs> and he travels after that. And because the papers are a lot in the house, he packs them into a storeroom and it disappears. So when you are even calling for remark or something like that, they can't find the paper. Obia Ukonya first class. Noah Konya 28 in your last paper. Who's who you paper? Who Troy? You read the way you read, you wrote the paper. No, you shouldn't get anything less than 70. And you actually got 82. But there is something as so. It is called the law of human error. For human beings make mistakes. Well, you don't intend to. It's your best student. It's one of your other. But we're not there. No, I hear 28. This book of the law. Clap for Jesus for this book of the law. Foundation number two. Foundation number two. I'm preaching a very important message here. Foundation number two is the mighty foundation of salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. And through the cross of Jesus Christ, the mighty foundation of salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, the precious blood of Jesus, it washes us white as snow. It is this foundation that has been belittled or set aside, that doesn't make us preach the real salvation through the blood of Jesus' message. The message of the cross, the message of salvation eh, is now set aside. But when Jesus came and he was talking he said, look, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 John 3.17 says that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. You see, sometimes when you see somebody who is good there, eh, 
and you are bad, you feel condemned. <laughs> so you may think that God sent Jesus to come and condemn us to hell, but He didn't send Him to condemn us. He didn't send Him to come and show us how wicked and sinful we are and that we are going to hell. He came, He said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That foundation eh, is what marks Christianity. When Jesus was going, he looked at the 12 people who eventually became what they, they called themselves and arrived at the upper room 120. He said to them that go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Go into all the world and preach. Go into all the world and preach. Go into all the world and preach. Because salvation is in no other name apart from the name of Jesus. Salvation is not in money. Salvation is not in prosperity. Salvation is not in cars. Salvation is not in a nice house in a good area. Salvation, no matter how people preach that you, God wants to bless you, God wants to give you a nice home, God wants you to go to America, salvation is not in going to America. I tell you, salvation is only in the name of Jesus and what his shed blood, the blood of Jesus has come to do for us. That is the only one that can wash us from all our sins. What can wash us from our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And today, it's so strange when pastors are preaching about the blood. You hardly even hear it on radio. Apart from maybe Easter be then, even when we preach the blood, we almost use the blood for um, like a weapon to fight demons and blind their eyes. But Yesu Moja no, it's not. I don't know about the the Kaweni or I use it to blind your eyes. But the primary reason is for the washing away of our sins. Washing away of our sins. Nankame boni be brebe ya, enema de swaya. The sins that we are we are we are we committed and we are still committing. You think that sin is only you 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 even grade the sin that oh this is bigger and this is smaller. Oh this one there, you know be anything. Oh this one, how can you do this? How can you go and cause abortion? How can you go and take somebody's husband? How can you run away with somebody's husband? How can you? How can you? Because we have grace in the sin. But we have to go deeper. One day when my bishop was preaching on why Jesus shed his blood. Hey! Starting from Leviticus, from somewhere there, coming all the way to Romans. Then he explained. Then he came to Hebrews. How without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Hey, how that God, even he went through Isaiah. (laughs) To show how judgment and, and justice are the 
throne or the seat of his throne that like David, his, his throne is after the, the, the lineage of David and that the, the, the justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne and so God being just can never acquit somebody who is guilty but there has to be blood because sin has to be paid by blood hey, he explained it, I was so enchanted he was taking us deeper into the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus so that when we go deeper in him we can never say that it's not necessary I heard a great famous man of God on YouTube he was saying that I mean, oh, nobody wants to hear about no cross. We want to talk about the principles of the kingdom. He died on Ebola. I mean, his body was thrown on Ebola when he died. The day he died, he was found eventually on the refuse dam. I don't know whether God was throwing his body. There. If you are rubbishing my cross, rubbishing my blood, go to the Ebola, you too. Though your sins be like scarlet, though your sins be like crimson, no matter how reddish, no matter how dark your sin, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge within that blood and they lose all their guilty stains. There is a fountain. There is a fountain. There is a fountain filled with blood. It's drawn from Emmanuel's veins. When they were beating him his back, when they were they were they were they removed his clothes and they, they slapped him and they put a tongue of crown on his head. Every drop of blood was was washing some sins away. And today you want to say that it's not necessary. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Were you there when they laid him on the cross? Were you there when they beat him and and they tore his flesh from his back and he was bleeding? Were you there? That's the foundation of Christianity. When Peter heard Jesus say that I'm going to uh, the son of man must go to Jerusalem and be crucified he said over my dead body Kai you cannot die in Jerusalem you will not go there how can you go and die there Jesus rebuked him and said get thee behind me Satan for thou severest not the things that be of God but the things that be of man you can't stop me from going to the cross yeah that's why he came to die he came for the 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 angel prophesied and said his name shall be Jesus Matthew 121 for he shall save his people from their sins he did miracles it was not enough to save us he opened the blind eyes it was not enough to save us He, he, he raised the dead it was not enough to save us he walked on water but it was not enough to save us Ah, lepers were cleansed by him it was still not enough to save us he had to go to the cross if we don't go deeper in the cross we can never preach salvation never preach salvation you think that God is God, God, God wants you to just go to church ah, what is going to church going to church is just an offshoot from your relationship with somebody that you love when you love someone it moves you to want to meet with him talk with him hug him touch him and kiss him it's just a normal thing going to church can never make you a Christian as much as 
going to a garage and sitting in a garage for a long time cannot turn you into a Benz. You can never be turned into a Benz by staying in a garage for two, two years. The fact that you have come to church for two years doesn't make you a Christian. The fact that your name is in the church's register, that you are in the Macarius headquarters, that you are in a beautiful church like this one, it cannot make you a Christian. Your salvation is not in the membership of a church. Your salvation is in the membership of the blood of Jesus that has washed you from all your sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. We must go deeper into this. We must not set it aside. We must keep believing that it takes the blood to wash us from our sins. We must still believe that it's only the blood of Jesus that can bring salvation to humanity. That's why Christianity is not another religion. It's not another religion. All religions are made up of a set of do this, don't do this, do's and don'ts. This one is saying that before you can do this or don't do that, you need to come through the curtain. There is a curtain. When you cross it, it's called the the, 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 the blood of Jesus. It washes when you you pass through like this. You know, it's like a portal. Those of you who like watching these type of sci-fi movies, there's a portal. You see something going round, round, round like a cloud. Going round, 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 round. Then somebody enters. No, he's in another world. (laughs) He's in another world. Yes. My son likes this type of complex sci-fi movies. Doctor Strange, you know, money are there. You see that there's something here going round, round, round. When you enter, no, you see that you are, ah, you are now in 1922. <laughs> yeah, you are back in time. Then you go and change something there. Then you come back again into 2023. Now you see that things are different. Ah. Somebody dies in 1921. When you go there and rearrange and, and avoid the person going to a certain place to go and be killed there. When you come 2022, you see that the person is standing before you. So he didn't die. You have changed his life. That's the blood of Jesus is doing for you. It's a portal. When you enter the blood, all things are passed away. All things are become new. You are now a new creature. You are now a born again Christian. You are not, it's by the blood, not by, not by the church. My church can never save you. If you write your name without the blood of Jesus, you can never be saved. That's the foundation of Christianity, doctor. That's the foundation. Most Christians have set it aside. You only think that, oh, if somebody gets money, he's blessed. If somebody gets money, he's going to, as if money will take you, money can never take you to heaven. Let us, that's why on, on this um, Palm Sunday, we are remembering his, the beginning of the journey. But it's like he's going to a place that they are going to kill him, but he's going triumphantly. They call it triumphant entry. He sat on a donkey and they, they, they hailed him as the king of the Jews. And he arrived in town. But they thought he was coming for a political program. <laughs> so they were very agitated when they saw the whole scene. The crowds. Well, politicians fear crowds. They saw Jesus and the people hailing Hosanna. I mean, I don't know whether when this vice president came to a hailing her like that. From America. Who wants us to 
accept homosexuality. How can you travel from America? I mean, you travel, go through the air, go overseas, over land, arrive in Ghana, and your message is that a man should go and marry a woman, and that everybody must. Ah, it's human rights. Human rights. Small, small boys and small, small girls. Four year old should determine that I am. I want to be a boy, a girl. I, I, I will be a boy. So they should change her sex and reorganize her uh, uh, anatomy and give her male organ. Now you see a boy, four years, will be able to determine that. If we are normal, I don't know whether you even your little child, you tell your little child to eat what she wants. Is that not also human right? Now, why would you like to say, don't eat this one? This one will kill you. Four years. What do they know in this world? I mean, you and I, when we look at a four year old child, what do they understand for them to say that I feel like a girl in a trapped in a boy's body and so I want to be released? A little girl of four years. Because they have money, they want to press it on you that hey, if you don't do it, we won't give you money. And we to Yenia Kukudrona, Yabeka say you can take your money. Social work. I'm fed up with you, Sorry. But social work. Confusion ever we are saying, wow. So we say, Nipanen Namho. A nice boy you with muscles near the down the man why you can see that or yare on your normal social work no most of the social work you see such people eh what they never cost a country hospital the foundation of the blood the foundation of salvation through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Washes us. And then my last point, I just mentioned the foundation of evangelism must never be set aside in the church. The mighty foundation of evangelism and outreach must be deeply rooted in the church. Look at us. When we call for evangelism, you see the Christians will run away because we have shifted from that foundation. Rather, our roots must go deeper. Evangelism, preaching the cross, preaching Jesus, talking about, let's talk about Jesus. Let's tell the world that he saves. Let's tell the world that he's alive. Let's tell the world that Jesus loves them. And all these things that are coming into the world, you can't fight it with just, I agree, I agree, I agree, with just a vote. You have to preach the gospel. 
is the power of God unto salvation. If we don't preach it, you can't stop people from, from feeling how they feel. Yes. Yes. You can't stop this thing. Barack Obama brought it when he came. It was one of his messages. Yes. And President Mills did not accept it. Although they will stop coming to Ghana with such a, a, an agenda, but here comes the vice president with CF Aeroplane. Um, I believe in this human right. And uh, every man has the right, a woman has the right to think what they want to think, to say what they want to say. But you, what you are saying, you don't even believe it. What you are saying, you don't believe that everybody must think what they think. Because if children, four-year-old says that, I want to marry a, a, a 72-year-old man or a 48-year-old man or a 42-year-old man, that he doesn't like grown-ups. All these grown-ups with breast breast, he doesn't like. He likes small, small girls who don't have breasts. Are you going to allow that also that one day? You see, but you say no, but this is how it was. Oh, that oh, how can a man be with it was a whatever psychiatric problem? But now it's like the law, you must make a law. The whole of June, the whole of June, if you go to America, the whole of June is called Gay Pride Month. Thanksgiving is one day. Thanksgiving is one day. Martin Luther King Day is one day. American Independence Day is one day. But the 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 the, the season to preach this unfortunate message that men can marry men, women can marry women, if you feel like a woman turn to a woman, if you feel like a man turn to a man, if you feel like a whatever, so now there was a man he said he there, he said he said, he said dragon he feels like a dragon in a human being's body so he has tattooed her if you see him, uh, you see that a dragon is moving he has tattooed himself, the whole body, everything like a dragon. He is coming like that. Then a certain black woman said, Ah, she feels like a white woman <laughs> in a black woman's body. So she doesn't want to relate with the African Americans. She wants to relate with the white people. When she goes to the white people, say, Ah, when we look at your skin, <laughs> you are not one of us. She says, Oh, I'm one of you in my heart. That one, you don't accept it. one grown-up man, he said he also feels like a baby in a grown-up's body. He doesn't want to grow old. Growing old, growing old, I wish I would never grow so. He, he sleeps, he wears pampas and sleeps in a, a baby cot. Now she baby cot, baby cot now. Baby cot, no. <laughs> it has to fit his his, uh, his size. Baby cot now your bed, only that they have barricaded their size. <laughs> And his line is, and then he, 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 he eats from a feeding bottle. Then he, he whimpers. And, it's like, it's his human right to be a baby. And Kwasiya said, and he abandoned madness and foolishness. But you see, we can talk about it, laugh about it, and whatever. But if we don't preach the gospel, you can't stop the world from going astray. Only by the blood, only by the preaching. Romans 10, verse 13, as I conclude, it says, Romans 10, 13, he says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? 
and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent so why can't I send you as a church and you will go why why am I sending you to preach and you will refuse to go why am I sending you to the highways and the byways and you, are, you, you have turned aside and gone into your car and walked home how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good news what news is there in this world that is good news listen to joy fm listen to peace fm listen to bbc listen to cnn which news is good news listen to al jazeera the good news that god sent his son into this world not to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved you must preach it i must preach it she must preach it he must preach it we must all preach it until the whole world knows that God loves them and God came, sent his son to save us. God bless you. Please stand to your feet. We must go. I'm sending you today before you go home I'm sending you to the streets with flyers do you have flyers are there more flyers here i'm going to give every one of you a flyer yes some of my social work friends even you are going to come to independence i'm inviting you as a bishop of this church whom you have come to i'm inviting you to independence square good friday service I can't charge your professor, even though she's my sheep, to make it a compulsory uh, field work. Like your field work is the Good Friday service. That go for field work and bring a report. Because if you was to add it, it will be something that you would do. But God doesn't always force us. But I want to encourage you to take a flyer. Maybe five, maybe ten, depending on what you can do. And you go out there to a street corner somewhere and give it to somebody and say look I like your name I like your phone number on that day I can organize we will have buses that are going we can organize a bus to pick you from wherever you are maybe on campus you can invite three people two people to join you and say the bishop has invited us to the good friday service and we want to attend but I want to invite you with this flyer and I write your name and your phone number and the area where I found you and then you give it to us if you can't send it to us you can take a photo of it and send it if you are a student send it to your professor Dr. Vida to, to bring it to us just send a photo of it and we will take it she will send it to the appropriate quarters and we will take it if you are in the church don't just disobey don't just disobey I've lived my 60 years of life I've seen how Christians just blatantly just set aside any call that comes from the pulpit when God is inviting us. And I'm saying to you that let us go deeper. Our foundation as a church 
the church risked failure Europe and things the churches used to send they used to go they used to come that's how come we are Christians here because they came they crossed the oceans in those days 18 something what what ship was there what aeroplane was there today we have aeroplane to cross oceans and we have rather stopped preaching and when they stop preaching the churches are finished churches in England church of England church of uh, whatever Scotland are empty nobody goes to church because people that just don't go into a church because it's beautiful people go into a church because they have an encounter with Jesus and then when they have that encounter they come they call on him and they are saved and they are added to the church this work if we stop it there's no future for the church and that's why I've built a big church we are going to even make it bigger as the church increases and grows we are going to break all here will be broken into the church break all my offices they are all in the church we will break it and go and build another office somewhere Amen. yes 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 and fill the house of God with many souls how many are joining me in this great work how can they preach I said they will say the, the foundation of evangelism must be rooted in our church the church that we are building hallelujah lift your hand let's pray together everybody close your eyes and commit yourself pray a prayer commitment to the lord lord i commit myself to your word lord i commit myself to the blood of the cross and salvation and i commit myself to evangelism and i want to be part of it i believe in it and i will follow it yes lord mato sakataya libo midoria maybe you are listening on sweet melodies you are about to enter your church and I'm praying with you that you'll be committed to the word you'll be committed to, to, to the blood the salvation through the blood and you'll be committed to the preaching of the cross and salvation commit yourself to this work commit yourself to this cause commit yourself to this call maybe you are Christian but you are a vaccinated Christian God is restoring you today God is reviving you today God is causing you to get back on track blessed be God blessed be God Father we thank you for your word that is still alive thank you for speaking to us today on Palm Sunday we renew our commitment to your word we renew our commitment to the blood of the cross and we renew our commitment to the preaching of salvation through the name and the blood of Jesus we thank you may may this church experience a mighty revival as we set out to strengthen our foundations and go deeper and do more for the Lord we thank you for the blessing of your word for everyone listening on Sweet Melodies on Facebook, on YouTube may that same fire it be ignited in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus thanks a million for calling us thanks a million for choosing us Thanks a million for the grace that brings salvation that has appeared to all men. We thank you. Move, mighty God, move in our generation. 
move in our time and let there be many salvations as we go out to preach and to teach in Jesus name Amen clap your hands unto the Lord before you sit down if you are here this morning you are not a born again Christian but you want me to pray for you pastor pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus I, am, I want to be a born again Christian wherever you are standing maybe you are a Christian who is backsliding but you want to rededicate your life to Jesus you want to be serious with the Lord again wherever you are lift up your right hand so I can pray with you lift it up high lift it up high God bless you I see your hand lift it up high if you want to give your life to Jesus you want me to pray for you lift your hand up oh pastor pray for me I want to give my life to Jesus I want to be born again lift up your right hand God bless you lift it up lift it up somebody invited you but God bless you I see so many hands God bless you if you have lifted your hand I want you to come to me right in front here come to me right in front here Let's pray. Say this prayer after me. Mean it with all your heart. Something new will happen to your life. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. From today, I will serve you. From today, I will follow you. Lord Jesus, I am your servant. Take my life and use me. If you can use anything, use me in this life. Please write my name in the book of life. I'll serve you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. We are going to receive the communion elements. You are invited to the table of the Lord. At the Father's table, you can join us. Wherever and whoever you are, you can join. If you are home, somewhere you are on the screen, you are home, you can reach out to a piece of bread and some communion elements like the wine. Please reach out for bread and wine and join us in this very important time. My Archbishop is here. He's going to pray with us. He's going to lead us in this communion and you will be blessed. God bless you. Wow, what a word. What a word. What a word. If you were blessed, just give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Don't you want to preach like Bishop? I think we should all become preachers like this. I want you to say that I would. I want to preach like Bishop. Wow, Bishop, that was, I don't know, a very, very powerful word. 
and our lives truly will be changed in the name of Jesus. You know, Bishop, when we were talking about the foundations, I thought that you know Jesus descended down into hell, and he he's risen high. It's, it's higher than Beige Khalifa. It's high, so he went down, and he's gone high up. I tell you, all for you. And this morning, as we take the communion, we want to say that, Lord, we take today's communion on the word we have heard. That the foundation of the word and righteousness, we shall be deep in it. That the foundation of salvation, we take this communion upon it that we shall be deep in it and the foundation of evangelism preaching being sent lord this communion this morning is a promise we are making to you and we are saying lord we shall do what we have heard the body of christ say the body of christ it's the bread. Say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Drink it. Lift up your hands. Say the word of God. I will be deep. Say righteousness. I will be deep in it. Say salvation. I'm going deep and evangelism and preaching. Lord, help me to go deep in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Hallelujah. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Bishop Eddie Addy. Do join either of our Victory Secret Services from the Macarius Church Headquarters, East Egon Hills, Accra, this and every Sunday at 7.30am and 10.30am. Connect with Bishop Eddie Addy on Facebook Live, YouTube, Instagram and Twitter. God bless you and lead you in a series of victories.